You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our 13th episode of Season 1 for the episode Rebel Resolve. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's up, Star Wars fans? What's up, Mike? Hey, you know, like I just said, I over the last week I, we found out that this is our yeah. pen, penultimate episode for Season 1, and a little shocking because... Like we just talked about, we thought it was going to be around 16 episodes or something yeah. like that. And uh, But here we are. We're only going to, I guess, was it 14 episodes? or if, It depends on if you count the movie and all that. But yeah, but a little shorter than we thought. So it's, uh, it's interesting. And um, I don't know, are those extra episodes that they thought going into season two? Uh, I guess we'll find out in uh, Celebration. But a well, short season. So, But... Good episode, Mike, and we got a cliffhanger for the end. This one, this is actually a two-part, I guess you want to call it two-part episode, maybe? Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, hey, let's just jump right into the news. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Rebel base. You rebel scum. All right, Mike. You know, I got I gotta say, uh, I don't know if I've said it before, but that I uh, that that news intro, I I to begin with, that I, I it was a little rocky. I felt like like it, it but it's growing on me. It's, it's grown on me over the course of the season, and now I couldn't do the news without it. <laughs> you know, it's funny is, I've had that for so long, and ever since I heard, you know, that rebels thing from yeah. from Family Guys, as soon as I heard 
it was gonna be called Rebels, I go, oh my gosh, I gotta have that. I gotta use that. Yeah. It's so funny. But that's uh, the, that is specifically the part that I at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I if I'm cool with this. <laughs> I, but then now it's like, nope, that part is part. It's part of the episode. Like we gotta do it. Right? I know. I I didn't even run that by you. I just threw it on you no. one day out of, out of the blue. I just I, like I'm gonna play this. What the hell? Yeah, I remember our first our first uh, uh, proper episode of season one that that came up and it was like what what wait what. What's going on? What is this? (laughs) No, no warning whatsoever. Just threw it on you. But anyway. Anyway, It's a trap. (laughs) I did. I know. I did ambush you. That was a good one. Hey, uh, but okay, let's talk about the news for just a minute before we get into the Rebel Resolve. Hey, uh, on the last episode of Rebels Recon, uh, talking about, uh, just came out yesterday. You can find that on rebelspodcast.com, by the way. Uh, Pablo Hidalgo confirmed that Cham Sandula is indeed the father of Hera. I know, Mike, you had speculated on that a long yes. time ago. Uh, probably the first time we we heard about this character, yeah. right? And we also, um, if you remember, that a, a while ago, a long time ago, when when a new dawn was coming out, uh, or maybe even like long mm-hmm. before that, at, at a convention, I think back in August. Uh, no, it would have been. Maybe it was even sooner than that. At, at any point, sometime last summer, uh, at a at a convention, one of the the I don't know if it was the author or if it was somebody from not necessarily somebody from the story group, but somebody said that that Cham was going to be Hera's uncle, and I think like that was the like we had mm, sort of talked right, about it, like right. oh you know we're gonna find out that she's related to to Cham Syndulla in some way, but then Pablo just. Like, man, when I was watching that the Rebels Recon yesterday, I uh, and she asked, I, 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 she asked Pablo, just like basically point blank, who is how? What's the connection between yeah. Champs and Dula and Hera? I was waiting for you know our standard Lucasfilm. Oh well, you know, obviously <laughs> yeah. there's a connection there, but. We wouldn't want to ruin the surprise, so we'll just wait. Instead, Pablo's like, yes, uh, Cham is actually Hera's father. And it was just like, wait, yeah. what? So like, just I like stopped that, yeah. the video, yeah. went back and listened to it again, was like, he just, like, he just said it. Like, he just said it. Like, it wasn't even a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, he confirmed yeah. it, and uh, and so now we know that. Um, it makes me really want to go back. I think I'm probably going to go back. And watch uh, the the uh, the Ryloth trilogy from uh, from Ryloth the season yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite the season one finale. It was supposed to be the season one finale of Clone Wars, but then we ended up getting uh, uh, the uh, with the one with the Senate. Oh, we got uh, with was it? Um, yeah, with yeah, Cad with, Bane, with, with the Cad introduction Bane, of that character. Right? But uh, yeah. the Ryloth trilogy would basically right. closed out season one. And Champs and Dula obviously being a very big character in that. So I, I want to go back and see, mm-hmm. because I know, I know there's at least, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the one with Waxer and Boyle that we see them, I, I, I can't remember the little girl's name. Yeah. Oh, but, it's a little girl, uh, yeah. Somebody right? like, I, I'm pretty sure in that episode, one of the adult uh, Twilight uh, I picks, picks up probably like that little girl so i'm trying to i like there's this vague memory in my head of something like Mm -hmm. that and i'm trying to remember if we ever see cham with his family 
And I think it might be in like that last mm. episode of it, or maybe it's in the first episode of the Ryloth trilogy. But it's in, I think it's in one of them that we see him with his family. So <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go back over the weekend. Hopefully, if I can get some time. Um, this is a packed week for me. I got I got three podcasts to record, and uh, we've got the uh, the Thunder Quack Roundtable on Friday at 7 p.m. PST mm. on YouTube. I just go to to Facebook.com slash Thunderquack, I think, is is the uh, the Facebook page for that, and um, and uh, you'll be able to find the details for that. But uh, yeah, so like my my week this week is just like cram packed full of stuff. But I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try, and go and okay. go back. Yeah, th- <laughs> Facebook.com/slash/Thunderquack if you want to uh, to check out our uh, our th- it's our first Thunderquack roundtable, which is part of our whole Patreon thing. So now I. Uh, now you guys can you can actually hear us talk about something that's not Star Wars, and something that's not DC mm-hmm. Comics, uh, and something that's not comic books in general. So we're actually going to be talking about Marvel movies uh, in the uh, in the future. So what's coming up? But um, that aside, right. I, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and watch that Clone Wars arc and see if I can't bring some knowledge to uh, to our next episode. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I can do that. Hopefully I can find that time. If I can't, I guarantee you one of our listeners can and will and has and can can shoot us a, a, yes. a quick email and let us know uh, what they find out. So I uh, so maybe that I'll assign that as homework yeah. and I'll try and get to it myself. But uh, but if I don't, then, I'm, <laughs> then you know uh, you got to help us. You're our only help. So. <laughs> Yes, seriously, yeah. No, I was pretty shocked as you when when he came out because that's yeah. not the norm for for anybody from Lucasfilm to just come out and say, "Oh yeah, sure, that's that's what it is." So that was kind of a shock. And and yeah, he, you know, Cham, like you said, Mike, yeah. Ryloth, he was a big part of that. He's a one, you know, part of the Twilight. Well, by, Fighters, by the so, end of that story, he uh, ends up basically being one of the leaders of Ryloth, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because there's a bit right. of a civil war issue. Mm-hmm going on there like he was part of like a resistance because the mm-hmm. leaders of ryloth were kind of bowing to the pressures of the separatists right that's what the whole conflict was so um yeah i'm pretty sure by the mm-hmm. end of that he ends up actually being one of the leaders but my guess uh, if i had to speculate and i don't have to but i will i uh, is uh they so the Republic obviously comes in and helps save the day, right? We all know that from that Ryloth trilogy of episodes. Right. Yep. Miss, Miss uh, comes and they, in and and they liberate yeah. Ryloth um, by the end of that story. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously leave a big presence on Ryloth in order to protect from the Separatists returning. And this is, this is the part of Palpatine's plan that I think goes very unrecognized by a lot of people and the genius Mm -hmm. of George Lucas. Um, In order to create that empire, you have to have control over all of the systems, right? Like one of the problems with the, with the old Republic was that you had the Senate, but this was the whole point of the Phantom Menace. Yes, you have the Senate and the Senate says what the trade federation is obviously doing is illegal, but they're not stopping the Trade Federation from doing it because Naboo is too far removed from the Senate. So 
Palpatine, mm-hmm. in in a move of pure genius, takes the Republic's interests out into the galaxy by creating this clone army and basically, as well as the separatist army, and and creating conflict all over the place, forcing all of these different regions to welcome Republic military with open arms. And then you get the turn in episode three. Uh, and obviously we focus mm-hmm. on the Jedi purge a lot, but the larger galaxy was also duped into letting an empire in, into their These countries, yeah. into their cities and their planets and their systems. Right. So mm-hmm. my guess is that as soon as that happened, well, like we're used to seeing Twi'leks as a slave race in, in the star Wars. Saga, oh, right. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that mm-hmm. I think has to do with, with the images of, of return of the Jedi. Um, and I think right. what you're Uda, looking at yeah. there is very much a, a sort of a consequence of the Empire taking over Ryloth, right? Because if there were enough troops on Ryloth, then what could Champs and Dula do, right? Like if they were already, like if there was, think about Lando and how worried he is about when Vader says it would be a shame if I had to leave a garrison here, right? Like that. It, that that sort of chills Lando to the core. Well, guess what? There's already oh, garrisons yeah. on Ryloth, right? There's already garrisons mm-hmm. on 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 all of the planets that that are being uh, protected. You know, Christophsis. Uh, I, I I don't know. We could go through a ton of different planets that that we've seen in conflict throughout the Clone Wars. So. With all of those troops already there, the second that the Emperor takes over control, direct control, and gives it to the, to the, like, establishes the Moffs and, and basically gives them say-so, all of a sudden you've got all of these once-liberated systems that the, 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 the Republic liberated now the republic are the ones oppressing the systems and they're already there like they're already they're they've already taken over mm-hmm. it was just so this is why he's called Darth Sidious it was so insidious like he just, <laughs> like he, when you break down the word insidious it it implies not only like sort of this malicious intent but that the malicious intent comes from inside it comes from within right so mm-hmm. Now, to tie this all back to Rebels, now that we know that Hera is in fact Chamsundula's daughter, all of her motivation, especially in this episode that we're about to talk about, makes 100% sense. Why would she fight Mm -hmm. against the Empire? What motivation could she possibly have? Well, clearly her people have been subjugated by the Empire. Right, and and we saw mm-hmm. the beginning of that story in the Ryloth trilogy in season one of the Clone Wars, and that is how you know that Dave Filoni is the right guy to put in charge yeah. of all of this stuff because he learned mm-hmm. from the best. He learned from George, right? And this is the exact kind of move that George would make, where it's like the seeds that were sown so many years ago back in 2008 <laughs> okay 2008 yeah. yeah 
<clears throat> that's a while ago, yeah. Are just coming to fruition now. That is so yeah. incredibly genius. And anybody who wants to take a crap on the prequels can just they can just get lost. I I don't think about I don't that. care <laughs> what your argument is. I don't care if the movies are particularly poorly made or if they're well made. The story, the plot, and at the end of the day as Star Wars fans, that is the most important part because this is a saga. It's so much more than TV shows or movies or comics or books. It is everything and right. it's that story that is the most important part. And when you break it down and you look and you see that everything that happened in the prequels happened for a reason whether or not it was properly executed is up for debate and we can have that conversation on, on a different podcast at a different time but the the fact remains regardless of any of that the story that george lucas built the the universe the galaxy that is the star wars galaxy in my opinion, and I think, I, I think, I, 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 when you just look at the facts of that universe, I think it's pretty solid to say. It's a pretty solid argument to say that it is basically flawless. Like everybody who's ever mm-hmm. tried to poke a hole in in Palpatine's plans, it, there's there's always evidence that everything was thought out and. And for a lot of people, like they go into stuff and they they get you know uh, nitpicky and and uh, and then you say, well, have you seen this episode from the Clone Wars? And they go, no. And you go, well, then you're not an authority on this subject because those stories are George Lucas as well, right? Like like mm-hmm. these Rebels is the first time that we've gotten stories that aren't George Lucas, um, and then you know obviously some of the novels that that have come out since uh, since last summer basically. Since a new dawn with Tarkin, and now with *Heir to the Jedi* coming out uh, in in actually a couple weeks, uh, but this is like we're at the 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 beginning. Uh, the, there's an appropriate reason why that book was titled *A New Dawn*. It wasn't just referring to rebels. It wasn't just referring to uh, the rebellion in universe. It was referring to the Star Wars mythology, right? Because that *A New Dawn* is the beginning of rebels it's the prequel to rebels and it's the beginning of that story which is the first canon material post george right so uh it to see that it's so well tied in to things that george lucas established it just means that that i star wars continues to be flawless and now you know i i george handed off the ball to, to to dave and, and Dave's been carrying it all the way down the field. And it is 100% up to uh, to JJ to spike that ball. And let's hope mm-hmm. that he... Let's, let's hope <laughs> that Kathleen Kennedy is a little bit smarter than the, uh, than the coach of the Seahawks. To... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. Try your, to pass. Your ears do not deceive you. I just made a football reference. An accurate wow, football reference. On the Rebels podcast, I could have could have I could have yeah. figured a hockey reference. No, but football. Wow, I, I actually crazy. watched the, uh, the, you know the what? Super Bowl. So, <laughs> uh, okay, there you go. Everybody's saying run, Marshall. So here's the thing about I, I love what you said about the Lucas thing and and mm-hmm. about how it's been in place for so long and like 2008 because we've all seen it. Like Lucas was in all those 
storyboards and, and or yeah. story ideas with the Clone Wars, and Dave Filoni was right there. And to have that come around, like you said, something like Champs and Duel and Hera all the way in here in 2015, just like it, the brilliance of that whole concept, just the whole saga, like you said, is just so cool. And what, I wonder if we're ever going to see um, or hear about uh, Cham from, from Hera, like in, in Rebels in passing, or hey, well, you know, my dad started the whole uh, Liberty on Ryloth yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? I wonder if there's going to be any references to I, the Clone I, Wars. We'll see. Uh, I think that Pablo dropping that bomb on us this week in the Rebels Recon. Right. I think clue, that right? absolutely yeah. points to like an emphatic yes on that. I think I think yeah. uh, we may see the connections to Cham or at least uh, get get a taste of the connection to Cham Sindula in in the season finale, mm-hmm. if not right away at the beginning of season 2. Um, season two. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. at some point in season two, because the fact that they're willing to confirm it now means that they they've mm-hmm. made that decision, which means that it's in a story, right? So, right. so yeah. I think it is, yeah, it's, it's very safe to say that it is in the future for us uh, that that we will see. Mm-hmm. That. And they've I think they've said that from the beginning that eventually we would see the connection to Champs and Dula. Um, Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's I think it's yeah. pretty safe to say <clears throat> we're gonna see that sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of um, sooner mm. than later, I never thought we'd we'd see Darth Vader again this season, but it looks like he's going to appear in the season finale. And there's already we'll talk about it in a little bit later when we do uh, next week's re- uh, coming up. But hey, we get Vader, quote unquote, in yeah. the flesh. I guess maybe if you want to say that uh, <laughs> coming up. In the next episode, so I'm really excited about this, man. A huge season finale coming up. It's gonna have lightsaber fights and battles, but like I said, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But just want to mention that Vader is appearing in the season finale, so really looking forward to that. Mike, uh, anything else going on? Uh, uh, you, you know what? There's a on? lot of Force Awakens stuff, sort of murmurs and yeah, stuff, but yeah, yeah nothing, nothing stuff, quite yeah. confirmed. I. Uh, yeah, I guess celebration. I mean, uh, another reminder that we will be on the podcast stage from one thirty to two thirty on Sunday uh, at Star Wars Celebration, closing out the podcast stage. Uh, we are the mm-hmm. official closing ceremony for the Star Wars Celebration podcast stage. Um, podcast, uh, the official yes. Rebels, so, sorry, Rebels podcast <laughs> closing ceremonies. Right. Um, Slash front yeah, lines. Yeah, slash front lines. Um, we will. I've already <laughs> lined up one one special guest for that. Um, uh, of other than, of course, the obvious guests that you can expect, like uh, Tim and Kyle from uh, from Star Wars: right. The Saga Continues, as well as Jason and Carl from The Wampus Lair. Uh, uh, but I have lined up one other guest um, that uh, I'm not quite ready to announce, but but but. I'm really excited to have them on the podcast, um, talk to them about some of the stuff, and uh, and uh, and 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 I think that you guys will be excited to to talk to them too. A little bit like outside the box, so don't like don't get don't get conventionally excited. I would say like it's not like you right. know James Arnold Taylor is going to come by or I mean you know we'll try and make that happen too, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, turn away, no. Um, so if we can get like James or, or Vanessa Marshall or, or really anybody from it that has anything to do with Star Wars in an official capacity, obviously we're going to do that. But um, this is uh, this is somebody within the fan community that uh, I don't think that they're getting enough recognition. So so it's uh, it, it'll be really cool, and and I'm excited to once I once I I confirm the exact details and we know exactly what's going on with that i will let you guys know that they're going to be uh at, at the at the panel with us but uh but i'm really excited to bring some of that stuff to you so that's that is the rebels podcast star wars celebration announcement portion but let's talk really quickly because since we last recorded a few people have been confirmed to be appearing at star wars celebration we've got uh, uh, we've got Carrie Fisher coming for sure, uh, confirmed. We've got Mark Hamill coming for sure. So that is two out of the three. Um, uh, obviously, Anthony Daniels we already knew. Kenny Baker we already knew. Peter Mayhew I'm I'm fairly certain right. will be there. Um, uh, we got we have lots of other stars of the Star Wars saga that have been confirmed. You can find all that at StarWarsCelebration.com. But the uh, the exciting but not altogether surprising confirmations. That uh, that Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams will both be JJ, at yeah. Star Wars Celebration just confirms what I've been saying for a while, which is that we are absolutely 100% going to get the first Force Awakens trailer, trailer at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Um, whether that's yeah, opening ceremonies or closing ceremonies. But it, it when you break it down, it just makes perfect sense because... What better audience to to give a sneak peek and start the hype than the ones that are going to get the most excited, and that is the people who will be at Star Wars Celebration. Um, I I'm so unfortunate for people who can't be there that would want to be there. But here's the thing: you'll get to see it a week later, if not like like you know if they if they release it or sorry not release it, but if they show it to us on the Thursday or the Friday, it'll be out by the Sunday online. I'm sure because oh, yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah, it will probably. play ahead of Avengers: Age of Ultron. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. I will be so surprised if that's not the case. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's a stretch to believe that you know they're gonna. There, there are two most anticipated movies of 2015, and they are Age of Ultron and The Force Awakens. What better right. way for Disney to? conquer the entire planet if not the solar system and then the galaxy then to combine those fan bases by getting everybody who may not have gone out to see age of ultron i don't know who these people are but they're they're ridiculous (laughs) but the people who may not have gone out to see age of ultron on the opening weekend to go see the star wars the force awakens trailer uh, on the big screen i am sure that that's going to happen so Mm-hmm. And what better way to 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 have or who better to introduce mm-hmm. a new trailer to everybody than JJ yeah. or Kathleen yeah. that's going to be there? Yeah, I mean, and cool you know, don't so. expect any Force Awakens news between now and Celebration. Uh, I think that that's another thing right. that's safe to say. Now, of course, now that I've said that, and I, I, I say that one because I think I'm right, <clears throat> which is why I say most things that I say, and two because I. Having now said that, by the time I release this episode, they'll drop some more bombs about you know who Gwendolyn <laughs> Christie is playing or yeah, some some course, new casting right? thing or happens. whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think it's more likely to hear news about the standalone 
before Celebration than it is to hear news about The Force Awakens. Because with right. The Force Awakens, all that's right. really left to tell us is details. And uh, and I think they mm-hmm. still want to keep a lot of that under their hats until Celebration, where they can reveal all sorts of cool stuff to us. So, uh, look yeah. forward to that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. And, oh, one more thing before we go. And, and you were talking about the, we're going to be at the podcast yes. stage. And we might have, I'm definitely going to bring a couple of... Uh, prizes to uh to maybe yeah absolutely. hand out or whatever i have got so, so i've actually got a couple of things i got a couple of things i know i've got i've got a, yeah, we'll a t-shirt or two uh to give away and uh and uh yeah we've got i think i've got some books uh, uh courtesy of dk uh that that has sent us some stuff over yeah. over the last little while and uh yeah so i mean like yes that is that is a given it, it's if it's a stuff. if it's a frontline slash rebels podcast i i panel you can rest assured that there will be at least one prize to uh, to get from oh that, yeah so. definitely we'll get yes. some we'll get some yeah, stuff out sure. to you don't want to miss for that sure. so with that uh i guess we're ready for yeah a recap, let's, let's, let's do it jedi master luminata and julia he's been in prison somewhere in the stygian system we can't pass this up use the force ezra your formal Jedi training starts tomorrow. I am the Inquisitor. Chopper, get us out of here! This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. Have no fear. Help is on the way. There's a lot more at stake than you realize. Well, kid, you pulled it off. Was there ever any doubt? Yes. All right. Here we go with Rebel Resolve. While with Kanan in custody, the Empire sweeps Lothal in search of the rest of the Ghost crew. Watching from above the city streets, Zeb, Ezra, uh, Zeb and Ezra leap onto the patrolling ATDP walker. Ezra stuns the driver while Zeb remains on top, firing at the stormtroopers who pursue, uh, pursue them on foot. Chopper rockets through the air and joins Ezra on board the walker. He plugs into the onboard computer, searching the Imperial prison for logs of any sign of Kanan. Before he can find any useful information, the rebels find themselves pursued by more walkers and are forced to abort the mission. Hera arrives in the Ghost, and the crew makes, its, uh, make it, the crew makes it back onto the ship just before their walker is destroyed. So, Mike, we open up. I mean, we're opening up right in the middle of action, and we kind of knew this was going to happen from last episode. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to sit around and, and wait. You know, they're going to go for it, and, and we're just jump right into action. And Sabine, she hijacks his ATDP. Zeb's riding on the, you know, he's riding cowboy style on top. Uh, you know, we got Ezra inside doing his thing. They're fending off the other ATDPs. Meanwhile, they, you know, they cut to Kanan, and he's getting ready to get tortured. He's got Callus and and Tarkin in there talking to him, getting ready to torture him. And then finally, Ezra, or uh, Hera, comes to the rescue. Um, but I think one of the important things was that they, the Empire that is, kind of knew that, that Kanan must be someone important, that they were going to come after him, because they kind of shut down. I think she says they, uh, they, they kind of take down their whole entire mm-hmm. network, so nobody can go into there and yeah. find out where Kanan is, so I thought that was kind of an important thing, but uh, just tons of stuff going on in this first first uh, action scene, Mike. What do you yeah, think? yeah, I, it was a, it was a great start to an episode. I like really, I <clears throat> very like Return of the Jedi feeling to me. I, I where we're just kind of jumping right. Je- oh into yeah, the action, right? Um, right on the Endor yeah, action, yeah. right? You know. 
kind of the same type of like you know Zeb's on top. He mm-hmm. kind of you know he's kind of hanging off for dear life. You know, and it's kind of the same. Yeah. Same uh, visual. Yeah, it had it had a lot of that that sort of feeling for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. I I, this episode. I mean, obviously, I like. I don't think that we can count this episode on its own. Um, Right. I know what you're saying. It's kind of picking up right where the last one left off, and obviously, it ends with it to be continued. So, um, so Mm -hmm. really, it's going to be interesting next week once we get. Mm -hmm sort of our our uh, our finale to all of this yeah but uh but yeah i mean a, a great first half to to uh our season finale story right um I yeah mean, really oh, yeah. high stakes yeah. at this point because man what's gonna happen to canaan right uh oh and speaking of canaan too you know when i one thing i like too was in the face of torture you know he's still got this sense of humor mm-hmm. like like nothing's bothering him, you know. It's just kind of wow, you know. He he's just he's just standing tall, you know. It's like, hey, bring it on, you know. It's kind of the same. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's basically taunting back Tarkin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, whatever you got, just bring it on. So I, I kind of like that too. I'm um, oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. You want to continue? Uh, or yeah, sorry. No, I'll continue. Uh, okay. Oh, Microsoft Word is not opening for me. There we go. Uh, too many things open. Too many things going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, later, Hera speaks via hologram with Fulcrum, her mysterious informant. The hooded figure orders the ghost captain to cease all recon and rescue missions regarding Kanan. Ezra's message has indeed inspired people across the galaxy, but it has also drawn unwanted attention from the highest levels of the Empire. Going after Kanan is, now is too risky to Hera and Fulcrum's larger plan. Kanan knew the risks, accepted them. I'm sorry, but you must focus on your next objective. But Fulcrum, Kanan is our objective. We can still find him. At what cost? You, your unit, the overall mission? (sighs) There's something else, Hera. The transmission Ezra was able to beam out has attracted attention. Not just from civilians, but from the highest levels of the Empire. It was Kanan's plan. I guess it worked. Your mission was to be unseen, unnoticed, and now... Kanan wanted to inspire people. He wanted to give them hope. Well, he was successful. But if you are caught, if Ezra is caught, that hope will die. To protect your unit, to protect Ezra, you must stop your search for Kanan and go into hiding. So, my here's the thing about this, and I wanted to feature this particular scene with... Mm -hmm. um, with Fulcrum and Hera, I mean, there's when you kind of break this down, there's a lot of stuff going on here. A lot of questions, not a lot of questions, but a lot of things that I was thinking about listening to this. And first of all, the first thing that came to mind when you first see this, you go, "Whoa, Hera is talking to Fulcrum," and it's almost like Fulcrum is in a almost like a Jedi hood, yeah. right? You know, and I, I don't know if you can take anything out of that. I don't know if he's just trying to hide, but it's still, you know, that was the first thing that I thought, like, "Whoa, it looks like." A Jedi, you know, somebody hooded had a Jedi. So that's the one thing that came to mind. Also, uh, Fulcrum tells Hera the message has attracted, of course, the attention on the highest levels of the Empire. So this is why we got, you know, Tarkin coming in. He's coming in to, to deal mm-hmm. with this. And I think one of the, here's the biggest thing that I got out of this. He says, or Fulcrum, whoever it is, if you are caught, if Ezra is caught, hope 
will die. So he's making it sound, or I keep saying he, um, Fulcrum is making it sound like, you know, it's, it's Hera and Ezra are the important ones in this group. You know what I mean? He, he, doesn't, he says, hey, Canaan, he's got a sacrifice. He did what he had to do. But I thought it was really interesting how he points out that, of course, I thought yeah. it would be Ezra. But he says Hera, too. It's all about these two. So I don't know. What do you think about this, Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's uh, man, this whole mystery of who, who is Fulcrum. It's pretty, yeah. Um, I'm really hoping that we get, we get our answer uh, next week. Um, mm. Now, I mean, a lot of people really want this to be Ahsoka. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say based on unless they're doing something to trick us unless that's not actually fulcrum like that is somebody standing in for fulcrum while fulcrum talks in order to hide fulcrum's identity um which would be a really mean bait and switch that i would not put past dave filoni um Mm. unless that's the case i don't think that this is that this is ahsoka um, I think it's much mm. more likely that that is either Leia or Mon Mothma. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. With either one of those. Yeah. You know. I, I I there was somebody else that man. Leia Mon Mothma. Um, Shoot. I, when I was talking to, to to Crystal to my wife about about Fulcrum. And uh, and something she mm-hmm. said something about who it could possibly be that like threw me for a loop and I was like holy crap yeah no it could be that person I don't remember who it was though um, is she in the she's house not, right she's not in the house right now okay I, I, I don't remember who it was but um, but yeah I I mean there's there's a few options of who it could be the other thing is that this could be a completely new character Fulcrum could be somebody that we don't know. Um, now, mm-hmm. and the other part of that is that Fulcrum could be working for somebody else, right? So if if mm-hmm. a lot of possibilities, right? Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like there, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of moving parts to uh, to who Fulcrum could be. Um, I, I'm telling you right now, based on that interaction from that this episode from Rebel Resolve, that that. Fulcrum is absolutely a, a, a female. Um, that that voice you can just kind of you kind of get the sense, even though it's it's sort of cloaked. So uh, I mean, I get right, you right. know we don't have that much longer to wait. I think that we're going to be discovering the the identity of Fulcrum uh, sometime in the next episode. Um, yeah, you know, I so. I, it, yeah. with Vader showing up, I think that means that the good guys also have to step it up. So, so hopefully that means we're gonna see somebody. I don't know. I, I like. Mm-hmm. I really hold out hope that it is, that it is Ahsoka, but it just visually it doesn't look like it can be because um, we've seen her with a hood on, and yeah. it definitely doesn't have that nice rounded top to it. So, mm-hmm. I just, I just think it's somebody like. I know the way they, the way this person Fulcrum talks about the almost like the um, the future of this group, how he how Fulcrum points out Ezra and points out um, Hera, and and he even says or Fulcrum even says to protect Ezra, you know, you guys need to go into hiding. Like this was too crazy of a of a plan to be trying to send this message out. Yeah, it worked, yeah. but 
you know, you guys are too important to to put yourselves out there like that. So I don't know that just just that line and just that that interaction just makes me think there's something else. You know, like it could be maybe a a, a Jedi that's in hiding or something like that. So I, I think that'd be really cool to to have yeah. a reveal like that. But we'll see. I, like you said, Mike, I think it is coming. I think this would be a huge episode. I mean, we're going to find out. I mean, we're going to get Vader. We're going to find out who Fulcrum is. We're going to have this great battle. So, uh, yeah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, let's continue here. Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb ponder their next move in, in the search for Kanan. But Hera tells the team that they can't jeopardize their mission for one soldier. They must honor Kanan's choice to sacrifice himself for the greater good. The crew, Ezra in particular, find this hard to accept. Ezra devises his own plan to save Kanan, and he enlists Sabine, Chopper, and Zeb to help him. While Chopper distracts Hera in the cockpit of the ghost, the rest of the crew depart in the Phantom. So, you know, this was no, kind of no shock to me. Like, of course they're going to go after Kanan. I, I know he wanted to sacrifice, but there's no way you're going to... Especially Ezra. He's, he's kind of like a brother, father type figure. Um, you know, Kanan is to mm-hmm. him. So, obviously, there was no... We, we knew they were going to go after him kind of a clever clever way to do it and and i also like the fact that ezra kind of had this force connection like with canaan like where he could be like oh i i know he's not there he's he had that connection so uh some good stuff um and and again like i said i knew they were of course they're gonna go after him come on it's canaan you know it's their buddy it's it's one of their leaders of course they're gonna go after him so uh go ahead Uh, meanwhile grand moff tarkin interrogates canaan in hopes of determining whether the man is really a man really is a Jedi, and finding out about any more rebel threats, Kanan resists the Imperial mind probes and the Inquisitor's force persuasion, proving that he does indeed possess the willpower and focus of a Jedi. However, Jedi are still susceptible to pain, and the Inquisitor employs electrical torture devices to try to get Kanan to break. And he no, does not he break. Doesn't. At least not yet. And I think it's funny that Tarkin, he, like like the mm-hmm. last episode he was in, he talked about how he knew the Jedi and all that. And maybe he does think that the Jedi are wiped out because he doesn't even think Kanan is one. Yeah, well, I so, think it's, a, it's indicative of the Emperor's arrogance as well as the Empire as a whole, as its arrogance. Right. Um, uh, it's no different than than sort of the attitude that he has. Like, this is very consistent with his character because... I, I mm-hmm. I'm just reminded of the moments in uh, in in A New Hope, when it's clear that the rebels have found the weakness to the Death Star and could destroy it, and he says evacuate in our moment of triumph. Yeah, you can't be serious, <laughs> yeah. right? And and it's that attitude that I think puts him in this position where he's like, no, uh, we killed the Jedi. I know for. A- fact that we did because i was there and it's like actually i your 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 plan wasn't quite as absolute as you uh, as you thought it was because obviously i the son of skywalker is the one who puts an end to you so uh by blowing up the death star if if you'd done your job properly and really gotten rid of all the jedi that wouldn't have happened (laughs) because obi-wan wouldn't have trained him yeah even for that brief trip to Alderaan and uh, and he wouldn't have been around so um, so yeah, yeah. it's I, I, I think it's really interesting it's a it's just sort of an extension I love that now we're getting more of the character of Tarkin um, I am I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, to 
I got double duty next month because I'm going to listen to Heir to the Jedi, obviously, because I'm waiting for that. Because um, it is the first story told from the first person perspective of Luke Skywalker, and that's very exciting. Um, but mm-hmm. Tarkin has also been recommended to us. Uh, so I'm right. gonna, I am definitely going to check that out. I have to get so. that. Yeah. And, and, and real quick here, as far as the torture, the Inquisitor actually uses some force torture like maybe we've mm. seen in the Clone Wars with Anakin. You know, he's kind of going yeah. after his... I think guess he's going after yeah. his mind. Um, but he's not, you know, he's able to Yeah, that's it, interesting so. to me as well because uh, I've said many times before on the show that I uh, I think... I think that, that the Inquisitor is definitely better trained in, in lightsaber combat than mm-hmm. either Ezra or Kanan. Obviously on the point of Ezra, because Ezra has very little training at this point. But um, what he makes up for in his, in his lightsaber uh, I, ability, he, he lacks in his force ability. Um, because every time mm-hmm. pushes come to shove on the force stuff Kanan has been able to defeat him the only thing that you could right. point out to me uh, to try and make an argument against this would be in last week's episode but I will say to you that was not indicative of Kanan's actual power Kanan was surrendering mm-hmm. if he had wanted to he right, just needed yeah. to stall Like I think I said this last uh, on the last episode had he shown how powerful he really was, they would have just killed him, right? Like, they right. would have just launched rockets at him that he couldn't do anything about, and and, and he would have been would have been done for. Um, mm-hmm. So Kanan made a very measured choice of, I'm going to stay here, I'm going to hold them off, I'm going to keep their attention, and that way everybody else can, can escape. And as Hera says at the beginning of this episode, Kanan knew what he was doing. He made his choice. Now going after him is sort of like in in direct contradiction to the choice that he made. So, you know, you have to honor that decision. But, but yeah, it's it's uh, I I don't know. It, it it was it's interesting to see Kanan go up against go up. I guess I guess I jumped ahead a little bit in the story. Um, but yeah. I I it's, a- it's interesting to see Kanan go up against the Inquisitor in this force capacity and it's lending a lot mm-hmm. of credence to why vader is going to show up next week because yes, obviously yes. based on tarkin's assessment the inquisitor just doesn't cut it and this is kind of what i've been saying right. all along is that yes he has some force abilities yes he is a dark side user is he a sith absolutely not i i would not even mm-hmm. put him on the level of asajj ventress not even close so, uh, yeah, it's, right. uh, I think, I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, we'll get, we'll get yeah. to that point too. Like you said about him and Vader yeah. at the end here, um, uh, back on Lothal, Ezra heads to the team's last resort, the crime Lord, Sicatro Vizago. Vizago claims to know nothing of Kanan's whereabouts and doesn't believe Ezra when he says that Kanan is a Jedi to prove himself. Ezra levitates a heavy crate over Vizago's head. The smuggler leaps to safety and agrees to exchange information. For whatever form of payment he asks, Ezra has no other choice and agrees to Vizago's terms. Vizago tells Ezra that since the destruction of the communications tower, the Empire has been using courier droids 
to transmit information. They take data from the city to the communication ship in orbit and may have information on Canaan. Vizago asks for nothing in return yet. Ever wonder why the Empire was so interested in Canaan? Why they'd send an Inquisitor to Lothal? Ezra, don't. No, please do. Because Kanan is a Jedi. I think Mike was great about this is is Visago, he doesn't even as we'll find as we find out, he doesn't even ask for anything yet. And and it's like, whoa, what you know, what could he possibly want? Does he really want any, nothing mm -hmm. yet? Or does he have something in mind and he just doesn't want to say anything yet? And this could be trouble for for these guys. I don't know, but that was kind of an interesting thing that he didn't ask for anything just yet. But hey, here's Ezra coming out and saying Hey, I'm a Jedi. Kanan's a Jedi. Uh, obviously, it kind of took Visago by surprise for a minute. He kind of laughed it off, but uh, a, a nice moment with Ezra. You kind of like, you don't believe me? Check this out. You know, levitate the uh, the old box and almost throw it on him. Um, so I thought that was that was, that was kind of funny. But again, it looked like when he says Kanan was a Jedi, you can see the faces of of Sabine and. Zeb, like, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, we're not supposed to do this. Do you sure you want to do this? You know, one of those type of things. Like, I don't know. This might not be a good idea. But, it, you know, he had to do it. He had to finally out it because there's no other way to get through this. you got to have Zago's help. And for some information, I, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? you got to do it. You have to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think I... For Ezra, because he, you know, these are the connections that he has. This is all he knows. So I think going to Visago is the smartest thing for him. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it does. It's not necessarily the smartest thing in general. <laughs> yeah. But options are kind of limited. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Hera obviously finds out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I, I don't know. I think. Oh, I, we'll get to that. I'm I, sorry. I think. I think. I'm not a hundred percent sure where I put Visago yet. I uh, yeah. He's kind of like you know what he reminds me of. Obviously, is is um, is Hondo. Yeah. Hondo, yeah, exactly. So you know, he's he, like where is that's he where at, I'm yeah. at right now. I think that's I think you 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 hit the nail on the head. That's where I'm at with Sakatra right now. It's the same place that I'm at with with Hondo. 
Hondo a lot of the time would do what served him, but then there were a few moments where he made decisions because it was the right thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I'm thinking especially of the youngling arc, I, I, you know, where he brings them back to the to the Republic cruiser to the Jedi, and then I. At the very end of it, he's like, "Well, of course, you know, I expect to be paid for all of this," and so it's like, I, I. But it's almost—I mean, with Hondo especially. Over the course of the Clone Wars, I think I think he became much more of a neutral character than he was in the beginning. Um, When uh, you know, early on, it was all about profit, which is where we see Sokotro at the moment. But later on, it became very clear that that of the two sides if he was if he had to pick one if he was forced to pick one he would side with the jedi with the republic and i mm-hmm. think the separatists were even less ruthless than the empire the empire mm-hmm. is is like the the separatists were trying to to keep up the appearance that they were liberating the galaxy from the tyranny of the Republic, right? Like that was, that was Dooku's public face, even though we knew that he was a Sith Lord. I, the galaxy just thought that he was count Dooku of, of Sereno, right? Like they just thought that he was, he was this rich guy trying to fight the oppression of the, uh, of, of the, the Republic and, and do things a different way. But the empire, all they do is oppress. So I think when, when push comes to shove and Sicatro needs to pick a side, which eventually I think he will, I think he's going to pick our rebels. I mean, that's, that's the, that's honestly what's in his best interest because obviously the more the empire cracks down, the worse business gets for him. Right. So, uh, mm. cause the harder, well, he's, you know, he seems line. to be, well, he seems to be also like, he knows a lot of what the Empire is doing. He knows about, he talks about these droids, the, um, the communications, uh, um, what they call them, the couriers. Yeah. So he kind of knows all that, and he's kind of trying to work around that. And he even said, you know, what you guys did with the tower kind of screwed it up for me because um, now the Empire is shutting things down and all that. So I think you're right, Mike. I think he does tend to lean towards maybe the rebel side, but we'll, we'll see, you know, this... This thing he has with Ezra, we'll see what happens with that. So, uh, sorry, Mike, I kind of cut you off. No, it's all right. Uh, okay. Here, where are we? Uh, after the yeah, after the sorry, meeting, after the meeting, Ezra finds a furious Hera waiting. She's angry with Ezra's recklessness, but agrees to go along with the plan. Meanwhile, the Imperials continue their torture of Kanan, and the Jedi still resist their demands for information on a unified rebellion. Tarkin suggests they move him to a new location. One that never fails to extract a confession. Hmm. On Lothal, the crew goes to work. They ambush a small squad of stormtroopers, kidnap their courier droid, and send Chopper in its place. Chopper, undercover, arrives aboard an Imperial light cruiser in orbit. The officers see no data, but notice that Chopper is downloading communication logs, which he is not authorized to do. Before they can check him, the droid sends a signal to the ghost. Hera swoops in while Sabine and Ezra head to their gun ports. They blast the Imperial vessel in a surprise attack, giving Chopper the chance he needs to escape. The astromech speeds through the ship's corridors and opens the airlock, 
taking helpless stormtroopers along with him as he is sucked out. Chopper soars through space, boards the ghosts through the cargo bay doors, and reunites with his friends. Hera breaks away from the Imperial ship and dives back toward Lothal. So a neat little uh, action scene there, all focused around Chopper and uh, his use of, hey, he's got jets too, just like R2. Uh, he's yeah. got one, that, a single jet in the middle and is able to break away. Uh, his, the Ezra's plan worked to perfection. And the only thing I would say is like, what's up with the, the Empire? I mean, they, they have these, these droids, these um, courier droids, and they got no protection up there. I mean, you think they have like a squad of ties kind of hanging yeah. around or something like that, but hey, I guess they're trying to save some, some monies on gas. I don't know, but uh, pretty easy, you know, pretty easy for them to to do that, uh, to trick them and to get uh, Chopper well, up there. you know, so. I think, I think uh, one of the reasons why our Rebels are so, so, uh, I, um, why it's so easy for them to do their jobs is that the Empire is full of holes thinking that it has complete control. Right, and mm-hmm. it, it sort of points to Princess Leia's comment when she meets Tarkin on the Death Star, not meets him, but but talks to him on the Death Star, and says, "The more you tighten your grip, the more star systems will slip through your fingers." And that sort of uh, the 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 fact that they wouldn't have a full complement of Tie Fighters protecting this ship, which is their main communication ship, while the the array is down that they blew up themselves like this all points back to all of the mistakes that the empire makes points back mm-hmm. to their arrogance and, arrogance. and yeah, people right. yeah. like tarkin being in charge uh people mm-hmm. like the inquisitor being in charge like agent callus they are all so intent on having complete and absolute control and power that they don't realize as Leia says, the more they try and hold on to that, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And this is just yeah. a perfect example. The fact that a small ship like the Ghost is able to make it in and out of their, their system that is on lockdown because of them. You know, like, like these are the ones that they're looking for and they are unable to stop the Ghost from a full-out assault on one of their ships. Right, and mm-hmm. it just sort of shows the incompetence of the empire, um, and yeah. uh, and how how bloated it's become, and I'm not necessarily sorry, bloated isn't the right word, but uh, the the how far flung everything has become. I mean, we're talking about Lothal is a backwater planet, right? So they have the best complement that they can send to that sort of a situation, um, but I think I think we're gonna see things get worse for our yeah. for our rebels uh in in the next episode obviously like i've i've said before with vader on his way that's not good news right yeah so. i think there's just a, a tiny bit of obviously overconfidence with with the empire yeah. too they just didn't think hey no one's gonna come up here and do this i mean we're the empire so yeah um, who would, my, who would my... have the audacity to send their droid <laughs> up like they <laughs> The plan is yeah. really pretty genius. They they hide one of their or not hide but disguise one of their droids as an imperial droid and send them up. Right. And you know, uh, and it, <laughs> it, you know it's all all credit to Chopper and his uh, yeah. oh, his yeah. performance in this episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to finish yeah, that, sure. Mike? Uh, Zeb okay. suggests that they keep the imperial droid, who is actually helpful in maintaining the ghost during the firefight. 
Chopper disagrees and pushes the courier droid out of the closing cargo bay doors. Uh, Sabine scans Chopper's new data and learns that Kanan is being held on Tarkin's Star Destroyer, the Sovereign. The ship is still above Lothal, but it's soon departing for the Mustafar system. Hera's heart sinks. She once heard the name of the planet from Kanan, who said it's where Jedi go to die. Stepped up and took the lead. Kanan has taught you well. So have you. I think we found something. Kanan is on Governor Tarkin's destroyer, the Sovereign. It's still here above Lothal, but it's scheduled to leave soon. Where to? The Mustafar system? I've never heard of it. Hera? I've only heard that name once. From Kanan. He said Mustafar is where Jedi go to die. Wow. That's crazy, Mike. You know, here we go. I mean, we're talking Rebels, and we're going to be going to Must uh, Mustafar. I mean, that's... That's pretty cool to be, a, you know, I obviously that's what's coming in the season finale. We're going to see Vader on Mustafar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Very surprising, right? Yeah, yeah. And here, and Kanan knows. Here's another thing, too. Kanan knows about Mustafar. So I wonder if, you know, during, I don't, he must have learned it through through when he was a, a Padawan or something like that. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um that's kind of interesting because, well, maybe not because in the episode three is kind of when the first time we heard, now let's see, do we hear Mustafar in Clone Wars? Uh, I think we did. Yeah, we did in, uh, in Children of the Jedi. We, Children of the Jedi, there. yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, he, uh, Palpatine had that creepy, creepy Sith nursery. Um, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, I think the, the inclusion of Mustafar connects a dot here that mm -hmm. uh that perhaps that attempt to 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 capture jedi potential jedi was not the only time that palpatine ever did that or mm -hmm. more more likely that post revenge of the sith uh he palpatine was able to use the holocron to to track down these potential younglings and uh, take them to Mustafar and this, that's Mustafar, where yeah. the, like we may find sort of like the the uh, the origin of the Inquisitor here so mm -hmm. yeah yeah wow way to, really cool way to end it ends on a to be continued yeah. and uh, although you know I will say as much as I really like I loved everything that Chopper did in this episode I think he was a real um, I it was a it was a great performance from Chopper. I mean, the moment when when Ezra finds him in Kanan's bunk, and sort of like the the two of them decide that they're gonna find Kanan at all costs. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate all of that. I appreciate uh, everything that they that Chopper did. But that moment when he... I was really hoping that droid was going to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> knocks him the off. The moment man. that What's he knocked that? him out, I was just like, oh, the poor guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I've always... I know I've said this before. Like, you know, Chopper gets them into a lot of trouble. I yeah. mean, this droid is not necessarily an R2. I mean, he's nowhere near it. You know, he's always getting them into trouble. But this particular time, he kind of... 
kind of save the day, obviously. But like you said, just that very end too is like it, just when you thought, oh, I'm starting to like Chopper, then he knocks that other one out. Like, oh, geez, yeah. here we yeah. go, you know. <laughs> um, and so that was this episode. Good stuff. Hey, uh, emails and Facebook. Uh, we got a Facebook notification, Mike, from Michael Lucero. You want to yeah. check, take that one? Yeah, sure. I, here we go. I scroll back up. Uh, hey, Mike and Matt. I just wanted to leave a brief note after having just finished the Rebels tie-in novel, A New Dawn. I really liked the story and thought its main ideas were very relevant and its villain especially fit well thematically into the Star Wars galaxy. I really think that this period in the timelines is my favorite, even more so than the Clone Wars. I love the idea of Jedi who have not yet finished their training, yet who aren't as clueless or reckless as Luke Skywalker, having to hide their identities and struggle to live under Imperial rule, doing their best to resist. Jedi are my favorite part of the Star Wars world, and although I like them a lot as a peacekeeping force, I think I like them even more as a, as a persecuted people acting alone, forced to fly under the radar. I wonder if we'll ever see any others besides Kanan in the show. Also, my theory is that the agrarian planet that Zaluna was taken to at the end of the novel, just a spoiler if you uh, if you haven't read it, uh, I should have said that first, uh, is, uh, is Lothal. Uh, what do you think? It'd be pointless to leave her ultimate home a mystery, but it wouldn't be, a po- be pointless to tease since this book released before the series started. I... Anyway, I just thought I'd comment on it. I think it's an important part of the story that Rebels is telling, and I don't think you all have done an episode on it yet, though you have talked about it some in some passing. Uh, maybe between seasons? Also, do you think there will be more similar novels, perhaps telling how Chopper, Sabine, or Zeb joined the crew of the Ghost, since it doesn't seem that either Hera or Kanan has met any of them yet in the book? Thanks, and take care. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I loved a new dawn. I, I for yeah, the characterization, um, I thought mm-hmm. that the plot personally was a little bit drawn out and a little bit took a little while to get there. Um, but but just that look into Kanan and Hera's uh, first meeting um, is well worth the read. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not read it yet, so I feel like a bad Rebels fan. <laughs> yeah, you got. I got to read it on that. Uh, you got to read yeah. it, or or head to Audible and and uh, and, and I will do the, that. Get yeah. the audiobook, right? Um, yeah. Because yeah, it is. I think it is actually an important story. Um, I think uh, I I do think that the planet that that they allude to it was Lothal, and that perhaps we'll see Zaluna in the series, um, but I. Uh, I would really like it if we did get more novels that tied into to Rebels. I, I think, of course, we will get more novels that tie into Rebels. Whether or not mm-hmm. they are prequels to Rebels is is yet to be seen. I think that that's probably the smartest thing to do. Because mm-hmm. obviously there's a whole history of how that team comes together before Ezra shows up. And uh, as, 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 as Michael... Uh, alludes to here with uh, you know saying you know the stories about Chopper Sabine and yeah. Zeb um, and there's obviously a lot more story to tell with those characters um, so I would like to see that I would like to see more um, yeah. and you know what uh, something tells me that if we're going to hear about that we're going to hear about it at Star Wars Celebration so yeah. I think I'd, we can I just, look forward to that I'd comment on um, 
I, like I said, I haven't read that book yet, but I will. And he says, he just asked a question about, do you think we'll see other Jedi on the Rebels show besides Kanan? And I, yeah. I kind of hope we do. Uh, I know it's just, they're supposed to be spread about the galaxy, but I don't know. Part of me still would want to see, you know, one or two show up somehow, some way. Um, I'm sure they could, you know, Dave Filoni and them have a, would have a cool way to write somebody like that in. So I would kind of like to see that myself. Um, and whether or not Chopper and Sabine and Zeb will get a book, I don't know. I could see maybe like a, maybe like those those uh, what do they call them the, the uh, children tie in or the children. Um, yeah, like a junior reader sort of like thing. Like a junior reader, maybe something like that, maybe um, or or who knows, maybe a comic. But I think you're right. I think there is definitely a story there on just how how these this crew got together because they are yeah. it's such a such a wild it's such a wild crew it's kind of neat to see how they all they all came together so good stuff uh mike thanks for the for the uh i think we that was from facebook if i'm yeah facebook yeah, so yeah. uh keep them coming folks on facebook or email or whatever any thoughts you have we'd love to hear them. especially now that we're coming up in the season finale you got to give us your your thoughts on the the season finale of rebels definitely yes, so absolutely. Do, don't don't hesitate to do that. Hey, next time on Rebels, Mike, we are finishing up season one. Of course, it, it is entitled Fire Across the Galaxy. The mission to save Kanan ignites a fire across the galaxy. And here's a quick taste of that. <clears throat> the season finale of Star Wars Rebels. On a ship this big, it'll take them a while to find us. They found us. The mission to save Kanan ignites a fire across the galaxy. Oh, man, I love hearing that. I'll tell you what. This is crazy, Mike. I'm going to get Vader. I'm going to get the Inquisitor fighting, looks like, you know, Kanan and Ezra. Um, jailbreak. I'm all in, man. I can't wait for it, man. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, Man, if you've seen that trailer that they released, it just... Yeah. I mean, if you haven't, you can pause the episode right now. Go watch that. Because it is intense. It's yeah. crazy. It's not a long trailer. It's a very brief look. But uh, I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I'm so excited for the season finale. Yeah, and here's a quick uh, a quick little update that it is not on the Disney XD app. So yeah. everybody is going to be watching this together next Monday. Uh, next Monday. So uh, there's, no, there's no early bird looks at this thing. I mean, they're saving this for everybody to watch at one time. So if you guys were wondering, like, what's going on? How come it's not on the Disney app? They don't want it on there yet. This is the one episode where they're going to make sure everybody gets to see it once. So, uh, yeah, definitely, man. This is going to be a good time. Can't wait for, for Monday. So uh, that's going to do it for this week, though. Yep, that does it for us this week. Of course, you can always uh, keep up to date on all the latest and greatest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com, the greatest place on the Internet to get your Star Wars Rebels news. And we thank Tim for yes. keeping you guys up to date with all of that um he does an awesome job over there at rebelspodcast.com of course you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast on twitter at rebelspodcast you can follow me on my own twitter at arkwolf a-r-k-w-u-l-f and uh and matt what's yours oh mine is at the crankster t-h-e 
K-R-A-N-K-S-T-E-R. And, uh, of course, we've got to mention Patreon. I, yeah. I, you got, head over to patreon.com slash thunderquack, and you can uh, you can help us bring great podcasts like this to you. I, I, we, uh, we appreciate everybody who does contribute over there. Um, one great perk that you can get at the $10 level is uh, early access to every episode of the Ruggles podcast. So that means yeah. that you will get it a full day before it's released. I, cool. I, and, and so if you, uh, if you cannot wait to hear what Matt and I have to say, just head over there, Thunderquack. Sorry, uh, patreoncom thunderquack and pledge at the ten dollar level. Uh, but I think like the best value uh, at the t- of course you get this at the ten dollar level, but you can get it at the five dollar level, and that is entrance into our uh, uh, Patreon th- uh, Thunderquack Patreon Club on Facebook, which is the exclusive elite Facebook group uh, just for our Patreon contributors, and uh, and we have lots of awesome conversations over there. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. all sorts of stuff, not just Star Wars, no, not just everything. Arrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything. Good so, stuff. So uh, that's at patreon.com slash thunderquack. And of course, head to thunderquack.com to check out all of the other awesome podcasts in the uh, in the Thunderquack podcast network, like Star Wars The Saga Continues, where Tim and Kyle talk all about everything Star Wars. I mean, the, you know, we are focused on an episode-to-episode basis on the Rebels po- on, or Star Wars Rebels here but but over there at the star Wars, star wars society continues they cover everything they they talk about whatever including rebels so uh yeah if you want to uh get more perspective on star wars and great conversations uh you can head head to thunderquack.com and find that as well as links to quiver podcast the full box podcast and we've got new podcasts coming as well so yes um that is everything for us this week of course we love to hear from you guys uh in our mailbag and you can send us emails uh to rebelspodcast at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear from you guys uh, about about rebels the the tv show i i, I you know uh collecting which we don't talk about very much because there's just not that much going on at the moment but i think that's going to change pretty soon mm-hmm. um uh, but uh, yeah, rebelspodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us, get in touch. But uh, until next week, uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in one week to talk the season finale of Star Wars Rebels Fire Across the Galaxy. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.
You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.